0: Alhamdulillah, he will go for Salamun Allah Ibadi Hiladinus Kafa and my bide for our the Billahim in a shaitan regime. Sullah Rahman Rahim, well, Ladina Jahedu Fina, the subulana. and Subhan Rabbika Rabbil Isa, the Amaya Sifoon, was Salamun Alam Morsanin, and Hamdulillah, he Alameen. Allah was Salih Allah, Sayyidina Mohammed, while ala early Sayyidina Mohammed, Obadi was Saddam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa, wa Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim <laughs> Innate to the human being are certain characteristics Innate to the human being are certain characteristics and we call this human nature it's part and parcel of who we are one such characteristic is the characteristic of critiquing, or the ability to critique, or complain. This is something that is inherent to the human being. The ability to critique Allah Subh'anaHu Wa placed in all of us. All of us have the ability to critique, the ability to complain. And with that ability, we have two choices. Number one, that we direct that criticism toward (laughs) ourselves. Or we direct the criticism or that ability to critique toward everything else around us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave human beings the ability to critique. And with that ability, we have the choice of either critiquing ourselves or critiquing every other thing around us. The successful individual is that person that directs critique and criticism toward themselves before directing it toward others. This principle applies in many domains in life. A successful athlete, who's a part of a team, has an option of directing their criticism when the team isn't doing well toward himself or herself or they can direct their criticism toward they can either direct their criticism toward themselves or they can direct that criticism toward every single other person and the circumstances that are around them. They have that option. The successful athlete is that athlete that directs that criticism toward themselves and recognizes that if they work on themselves and they highlight the fault that they have within themselves then not only will they benefit but the team will benefit even if the team doesn't benefit at least they themselves as an athlete when it comes to athleticism they will certainly benefit they will certainly benefit and on the other hand an athlete who directs all of their criticism toward someone else on the team you know directs all of their criticism towards someone else whether it be the coach whether it be a different player on the team, whether it be the trainer on the team, whether it be the manager or the owner or the people that come and watch, if they direct all of their blame and all of their criticism when things aren't going well toward something else, then chances are that the team won't benefit and most certainly they themselves won't improve as an athlete. This is just a principle. This most certainly applies to the believer as well. This most certainly applies to the believer as well. Allah Ta'ala has given us this ability to critique. And if we direct that ability toward ourselves, we channel our criticism toward ourselves, and try to highlight our own faults and work toward improving them, then we will be successful. And not only will we be successful, but then our community also will be successful. And on the Day of Judgment, most certainly we will be successful. And on the other hand, if we use this ability that Allah has given us to criticize and critique everything else around us, Everything else around us then Then we'll fail Then we'll fail Today, we are so quick to critique everything else We're so quick to quick to critique everything else whether it be our friends someone in the community whether it be our parents whether it be our children whether it be our spouses whether it be our in-laws whether it be our neighbors we are always looking to, hi- to we are always looking for faults in other people and we're looking to highlight faults in other people when in reality the vast majority of the faults if we were to really look are within ourselves are within ourself. so we have this ability and we can choose to this the ability we can't remove it from ourselves Criticism or being able to critique is as part of being human. We can't can't negate that. It's not that a person can work on themselves and eliminate that ability. They have to channel it in the right direction, however. They have to channel it in the right direction. So a believer directs their critique upon themselves and looks deep at their own life and sees, what are the things that are holding me back? What are the things that are holding me back? And works toward improving these. And such that 90 or 95% or maybe even 100% of their criticism is directed upon themselves rather than on other people. Rather than focusing on is someone else you know, praying on time, they're concerned about is their own salah in proper shape. Rather than being concerned about what other people are doing, or rather than being concerned about all the faults that are within other people. Within the community, outside the community, it makes no difference. The believers should be first and foremost focused on their own faults, their own weaknesses. And they should work toward highlighting these for themselves so that they are able to rectify things before the Day of Judgment. So that they are able to rectify things before the Day of Judgment. But this isn't the way that we think. We think that if we look at other people and we highlight the faults and like to direct our blame toward other people, then somehow we're going to benefit. But on the day of judgment, in our grave, it'll be us alone having to answer for all of our mistakes and our faults before anyone else's. And on the day of judgment, we'll have to address our own issues, our own weaknesses, our own faults before we even come near addressing the issues of other people. So if we don't spend time in this world ensuring that our crit- criticism is directed toward ourselves first and foremost, then, we, then we're then we setting ourselves up for failure. And this example is highlighted so beautifully in the life of the Prophet Wasallam. In the life of the Prophet Once it was asked of the Prophet Wasallam, and it's narrated in the book of Imam Bukhari, that what was the most difficult day for him It is the ba- the, the battle of Uhud, which was a very difficult you know, it was a di- very difficult occurrence for, for the Muslim community, and most certainly for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As you know, there was a period during that when they were defeated. It was a very challenging day, and many close Sahaba to the Prophet You know, even the uncle of the Prophet had passed away on that uh, in the, on that occasion. And so, it was asked about the Prophet was that the most difficult day that you had? So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "That wasn't the most difficult day." And he recollected the time when he had gone to Ta'if to spread the message of deen to the people of Ta'if. And we know the story. The Prophet ﷺ went with, with such good intention to introduce people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about his greatness. You know, spread, the, spread this message that there is one Allah and we should be directing our attention toward Allah. And of course the community and the people in Ta'if had... Uh, had, had removed the Prophet ﷺ physically removed him from the from the valley of Taif. We know the story. And so the the degree of difficulty on that day was so much that they had pelted him, pelted him, and pelted him with stones. The children of Taif had pelted him with stones such that he ﷺ was bleeding, and his, the his, the blood was so much that it was dripping down his legs, and the his uh, his foot had then. Uh, coagulated to to his sandal. That's how much difficulty he had endured. And he was pelted out and he moved, removed himself from the valley as far as he could until he finally found a place where he could sit down. And he's recollecting this. This is a hadith. And he finally finds a place and he sits down and it was sunny. But then a cloud comes over him out of nowhere. And the Prophet Wasallam looks up and he sees the angel Jibreel Salam. So the day of Ta'if was the most difficult day for the Prophet As he himself said and narrated in hadith, the most difficult day for him. And he looked up and he says that he saw the angel Jibreel alayhi salam, and the angel Jibreel alayhi gave the Prophet the option and said, the angel of the mountains is here with me. And if you give me the word, right at, if you give us the word at this moment to bring the va- mountains together and crush the people that are in ta'if, then give us that word and we're, we'll do it in, in an instant. You know, your wish is, is, is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's desire is to fulfill. And so the Prophet ﷺ had the option at that time of doing this, but rather than thinking what they did to me, and look how much harm they brought to me, although it was 100% justified. There was no wrong on the part of the Prophet and there never was wrong, there's never been wrong on the part of the Prophet. So if anyone was justified in directing their criticism and their critique toward a different person, or toward a different community, or toward a different group of people, or toward some external factor, then it would have been the Prophet. And instead the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that no leave them be, perhaps from amongst their progeny there will be people who come to believe in Allah and then he makes dua toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he begins the dua so beautifully when he says allahumma ilayka ashku da'fa quwwati the prophet sallallahu alaihi turns to his creator and says oh allah i complain to you about the weakness in my strength i complain to you about my own weakness The Prophet ﷺ, who has the opportunity at this time, and would be 100% justified in criticizing the external, what was not within him and not in his control, and rather you know, putting blame and putting fault on a different community altogether, 100% would have been justified, not just from that occasion, meaning he never did anything wrong to people at that time, but even in his history, he had never done a single thing wrong toward Allah and toward people. If anyone would be justified in directing blame and directing criticism towards someone else or something else, it most certainly would have been at this moment the Prophet ﷺ. And yet, our master our leader the one who we follow the one whom we love is tell is teaching us through his example when he says allahumma ilayka ashkū dha'f qūwati oh allah i complain to you about my weakness this 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 what happened this occurrence this meaning me being removed and thrown out from a community simply because i wanted to share a message that was it that was the only thing i wanted to do simply because i did this i was thrown out Ya Allah, perhaps this was my own fault. Perhaps there was something that I did wrong. Perhaps there was something within me that was lacking. hilaati. Maybe my resources weren't there. nas. I just. Maybe it was something about me. Maybe it was something about me. The Prophet ﷺ, the greatest person on the face of this earth, is directing blame upon himself. Is directing blame upon himself. So how is it that we can begin to look at everything else around us? And all of the circumstances... Well, if it's not individuals that we like to blame, then it's most, most certainly circumstances that we like to blame. Whether it be that we don't have as much money as we want. Whether it be that we don't have the home that we desire to live in. Whether it be we don't have the comforts that we want. You know, all of these things are just complaints against external factors. But that's not the quality of the believer. The vast majority of these things, the overwhelming majority of these things are dictated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has assigned this to us and we have little, almost no role in controlling it. Circumstances are dictated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything that comes to us, everything that we interact with, any conversation that we have, any, uh, anything that comes to us, wealth, Power, money, honor, anything that comes to us is purely from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This has been determined by Him and this is 100% in His control. But on the other hand, our own emotions, on the other hand, our own diseases that are plaguing us, on the other hand, our ability to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, on the other hand, our connection with the Qur'an, our attachment to the masjid, our giving of sadaqah to those that are in need, this is 100% or this is largely in our control. We have the ability to work on this and if we were to just look at and, and look at ourselves and look within and channel our blame and our criticism toward us, r- rather than toward everything that was outside, then perhaps we would see so much fault that we wouldn't have time to think outside. We'd have to be so focused on our insides. We wouldn't even have time to do this. We'd be so focused on our insides. And if we look at our lives and see what, what who really we are in comparison to the Prophet I mean, look at our salah. There's so much room for improvement in our prayer. And we know that on the Day of Judgment, the first thing that we will be asked about is our prayer. And if our prayer isn't in line and our prayer isn't intact, then everything else, we, there's no questioning beyond that. We, we won't even be able to get to anything else. The book will be closed and, and the destination for the, for the believer will then be determined. There's no possibility to, to even... To even have any other discussion Salah has to come first And yet if we look at our salah and, to, and, and look at the emptiness within our salah I mean how many of us can say That we've reached a state of khushur in our salah That we're comfortable with How many of us can say That we are comfortable with our with our, uh, with our our uh, timeliness When it comes to salah You know how many of us When we hear the adhan Or how many of us When our phone beeps and tells us At the time for dhuhr comes in We start thinking I have to make my salah I have to make my salah I have to make my salah How many of us are content with our Salah? But if we were to spend some time looking into ourselves and seeing what our relationship was within our Salah, we'd see so much fault, we'd see so much weakness that we would have to put tremendous amount of effort toward this. In our Qur'an for instance, you know, what our relationship with our, with our Qur'an? I mean, are we people that are ready to recite the Qur'an whenever an opportunity comes? Are we engaged in the recitation of the Qur'an? Do we long to sit down and interact with the Qur'an? When there is someone who's talking about the Qur'an or reflecting upon the Qur'an, are we, are we there wanting to listen to it? I mean, very few of us are, are in that state. You know, and then there's, there's these things. And then of course, there's all of these inner diseases that plague us. When it comes to our greed, you know, our, our wanting to hold on to our wealth. You know, if we look and compare, compare our state to the state of the believers that had come before us, we're nowhere near it. And their concern was when they would receive wealth from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their concern was how quickly can I give it to other people? How quickly can I give it to someone who's less fortunate than me? How, can, can, how quickly can I give it to a cause that would be worthy? But rather we are, you know, so we, we, are, we desire to hold on to our wealth you know, whether it be, you know, pride and ostentation, you know, our, our thinking that we are, we are something, that we are better than other people. I mean, we have so much to focus on that if we were only to channel our criticism toward ourselves, all of these things would become revealed to us. And, you know, the ability to critique, you can think of it like a light in a dark room. You, know, you can, no matter, wherever you shine it, you're going to see fault. And you can shine it toward the wall, you can shine it toward other things, but if you shine that light upon your own heart and then begin to see and then it, be, it becomes revealed to you what truly lies within, then a tremendous amount of effort will be, have to, be placed, will have to be, then be placed on that. This was the quality of the Prophet ﷺ. This was the quality of the Sahaba. And this was the quality of the many communities that had come before us. Their focus was on rectifying themselves before they looked toward rectifying other people. Their focus was on rectifying themselves before they looked toward rectifying other people. By rectifying themselves, number one, a consequence of that is that on the Day of Judgment and in the grave, when we are by ourselves, we will be asked about ourselves first and foremost, and what our relationship was with our Creator, what our love was for the Messenger, how in love were we with the gift of Salah, what our interaction was with the Qur'an, what our interaction was when it came to our dealings with other people. We are going to be asked about this first and foremost, and if we focus on ourselves, and the consequence of that will be that we'll be successful when it comes to the questioning that will eventually that, that will ensue. And the second benefit of us working on ourselves is then the community benefits as well. In la yuqayiru ma biqawmin hatta yuqayiru ma A community, Allah subhanahu wa taala, will never change the state of community. It's impossible. It's just not possible. It's not plausible. We can't think that it'll ever happen. Until we change ourselves, the consequence of us focusing on ourselves and, or a consequence of us directing our blame and our attention upon our own state is that the community will also benefit. And a third benefit is that we are following the Sunnah of the Prophet. When in the most difficult of days for him, and he endured tremendous difficulty. Perhaps one day in the life of the Prophet the or the difficulty the Prophet could endure in one day wouldn't equate to the difficulty that you and I endure an entire lifetime. And yet the Prophet who was justified, who would have been justified in directing blame against the people of Ta'if or against the circumstances of Ta'if or against the circumstances um, of, of that day or of that time, didn't direct his blame toward anyone or anything else except for himself. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and I the tawfiq to direct our criticism toward ourselves before other people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to improve our own personal qualities, be it our salah, our Quran, our dhikr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and I the tawfiq to to improve ourselves in the way the Messenger was constantly looking to improve himself. Wa akhirah da'wana alhamdulillahi alamin.